Wasn't there a song that did that though? Like, it was a song. There's an old army, so like five, four, three, two. That was boys. One. Was it? Yes. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, four three. three yeah. Two. One. One. Injection, fellas. Yeah. See, in my in my head, I don't know why. Maybe because I'm off. In my head, after I hear that, I always hear. You're like, what? Three. <laughs> hold on. Two. One freak me, baby. Uh, y'all know why? Wrong in my head, song. In my head, that's how it's supposed to go. That, that, that I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why either. But I'm that not was sure at what point those two portions get cross pollinated in my head. Yeah, no, no, I have, I have. But that is what happened. That's my story, and I'm fucking sticking to it. With that being said, you just combined two songs. With that being said, mm-hmm. we're gonna actually start this podcast off the right way. I would hope so. Since I'm, I'm I guess you say I'm the devil, but I think my brother really is. Uh, this song is appropriate. I, I think you're a close runner-up. I'm not. Maybe I'm not I, even. It's not even. A, it's not even a race. He's definitely so. by far way worse than so, me. But okay. Trying to get like all the beam. I, mean, I like taking the high road Atlanta, sometimes. Just go mosey my ass over to your house. He can't rap, my boy. So that's the funny thing. I discovered them. And I didn't discover that they. I'm really out of the loop when it comes to pop music. Because apparently they're pretty fucking huge. Um, it's a group called Brockhampton. Right. Um, yeah. Exactly. It's a group of a mishmash of kids. Did they, um, were they founded by Justin Bieber? No, 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 no. So their story goes, there are a bunch of kids who met on the blog site Kanye Tilla years ago. Oh. And come to find out they all did music and, you know, in different various forms, whether they sung, they rap, produced, whatever. And so uh, they decided um, that if they were really going to pursue this shit, they need to all move to the same place. One of them just happened to be in college in Texas at the time. Um, he, for audio engineering, and said, well, shit, we need to go be with him. So they all moved to Texas. One of them moved from, like, St. Lucia. Like, they all went to... Right. Oh, wow. All to pursue this goal of doing music. They were all, like, 17, 18, 19 kids. They were 19 years old, young kids at the time. So, um, and apparently it worked out. Um, I think one of the members, they kicked they had to, well, they've had, I think, two or three albums so far. Mm-hmm. They've been pretty big on the pop side. And it's like, it's funny because they call it, some people refer to them as a boy band, but they mostly rap. There are a couple dudes that sing and rap, and it's right. like, there's a couple dudes that sing, but for the most part, they rap. But, and they, but they do make pop leaning songs, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But it's funny because I guess recently they kicked one of the members, the main members out because he has some sexual assault charges or, uh, thing, or allegations against him. So they had to kick him out of the group. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. But I had never heard of this group. And then... Um, Who are they signed with? I have no fucking clue. I have no fucking clue. I mean, you would think maybe Kanye. No, 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 it's a very interesting song, though. And they have, like, it's funny because this is more one of their poppy songs. They have a, songs on there that are not poppy at all. They're more rap leaning. Like, it's just really a mishmash of music and shit like that. Mm-hmm. This sounds like maybe Jaden Spitz. Jaden Spitz. They're on RCA. They're on RCA. Okay. Lost a part of me, but I am still here. Wait, this is definitely more one of more poppy records, but I like it some reason. Oh, it's an interesting group. It is. Um, but as you know, I guess I should introduce the podcast. Oh uh, yeah, because you forgot last time. That's your fault. That it's wasn't not, my it, fault. It was really your fault. Blame Uno blame. Flip. That was. I actually blame you. No, blame I Uno blame Flip. I blame fucking technology. Blame Uno. I blame Flip. your white jeans. I don't have on white jeans. No, the white jeans. Not not J. Oh not jeans with the no, J, that's jeans only with the G. that's only fifty percent. Still there. Um, no Uno Flip. So that means you have half, you have half white tears. <laughs> I don't cry those white tears. You do. Sir. You do. Um, Everything you do is in um, half percent. Uh-uh. Not at all. Yep. You probably, you probably, I'm not going to go. <laughs> yeah, whatever you were about to say, leave it off the air. We'll talk about uh, it. Uh, no, it's, it's content. I'm going to use it. Yeah, go ahead. What episode number is this? I don't remember shit. Does it, did I remember the last time? <laughs> uh, you, you ended up playing catch up to it. Uh, at some point. Maybe let me figure it out. Well, I'll go to our um, our awesome Instagram page. So we're on episode 34 right now. Is it? Is it episode 34? Yes. Because last was 33. Oh, shit. You're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. All right. Well, fuck it. Let me introduce the podcast appropriately. I am Will K. The King. And today I'm joined again by my... Um, I don't know what to call her. Um, very uh, annoying, but the, very, the very bane of good my looking, fucking existence. Very good looking artistic. She is average sister. at best. Uh, he's a hater. He, he's never average, seen me in action, she's though. She's average at best. That's the thing. You've never seen me in action. In action. I mean, unless if you, you if do my action, videos that are on YouTube. If your action was great, I mean, it, like, it you wouldn't be single. Is. I have- <laughs> No, we're not talking about that kind of action. I don't know sir. what the fuck you were talking about. It wasn't. It didn't make sense in the context when you said it. No, no, you so, just wanted to go to a different. Uh, I don't know. No, 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 mm-hmm. no. Yeah. But whatever the case may be, because there was no real reason for her to bring up acting when I didn't mention anything about it. I mean, um, but we were introducing me. That is a part of me. Oh no, my god. It is. Okay. So again, as you see, she's annoying. So that with I that am. being said, I can admit that Ashley K is. Here. K A Y, so yes. she can stop being annoying about the shit. <laughs> oh, God, you do it right, don't you? Ashley K A Y is here, being annoying and being her really, really half white self, mm. um, which is going to be interesting with our first topic. Uh-uh. But 
Um, and this is the Down with the King podcast. This is episode 34. Yep. As Ashley um, decided to be useful for her for once in her life. He doesn't know how to count. I just don't remember off the top of my head because it's been a few weeks. Calm down. Oh, right. Okay. I have life. So do I. Not an important one. Oh. Um, so with that being well, all said. All you do is sit up and order capers at your job and make desserts. That wasn't me. That was them. I didn't get a bonus check. Oh, I'm, I'm so union. sorry to hear that. I'm not in a union. So you just you just out. Uh, whatever. I don't care. Oh, they okay. need that. I make money. <laughs> oh, so you call them broke. I'm oh. not saying that, but I mean, eh. But I don't know. Uh, by the way, who did you make that um, brownie cheesecake for? That One of my employees. Okay. Why how, don't you talk about work? Yeah, but how long did it take you to make that? Fucking, I don't know. It was the first time I ever made it. Okay, well, how, um, how long did you And the fucked up part about it is that she ain't even come to work. She's sick, so I don't know what she, she gonna never get it. it, it Where is it? It's at work. Well, it's gone now. Oh, fuck. I took it to work that day. She wasn't there and didn't come to how she's sick, so she, it, I left a piece in the fridge, but she ain't gonna get it. It's gonna be done by the time she gets there, so yeah. Oh, well. Uh, what, what about for my birthday? It's coming up next month. I'll be here. Um, is, it, is that that's a lot easier to make versus the no, cinnamon roll one? It's not. Is this as complicated? Mm-mm. No, it only the only thing is it's just timing because you have to actually make the brownie first. Oh god! And then put that. In the Why oven. is it always the ones that I want that it's just so time consuming? Because you extra. No. Yeah, you extra. That's pretty much just. Not really. Definitely extra. I just you're have an actress, t- so by definition you're extra. I mean, yeah. So, no. <laughs> so again, I rest my fucking case. Not, not in that. No, 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 no. Definitely in that case, and in everything, in every fucking case, you were extra. I just have exquisite taste. That's all. Bullshit. That is what light skinned people say to try to <laughs> try to <laughs> try to justify their bullshit. No, fucking light skinned. By the way, Ash K A Y is a light skin, so it also speaks to watch you annoys me so fucking much. So with that being said... It's your voice, sir. It's your voice that annoys me. No, I was told my voice is amazing, so I'm gonna go they by They were lying that. to you. I don't care. They were. They didn't have to do it, because I didn't prompt them to say that shit. They walked to my table and said, Ken, your voice is amazing. I can listen to you all day. They and must I said, have did a line of... They definitely must have did a line of coke before the meeting. Uh, well, most of them didn't know each other, so... <laughs> Whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. this is the Down with the King podcast, as I stated earlier, um, along with this fucking annoying person. Um, I'm gonna try to, um, I'm trying to try my best to use my awesomeness to overcome her annoyances. So, oh, don't blame so me, get guys. ready for another action-packed six hours. You don't, as don't, guys, the don't, WWE don't, does with pay-per-views and pre-shows. Don't, don't, this is a pre-show don't, portion. Don't, don't listen to her. So, She's fucking annoying. Prepare. All right. So, I guess we can start with the shits. Go ahead. Well, first of all, how are you doing today, Ashley? Like I care. Um, hey, you should care. Um, I'm I'm actually doing good. Um, I was at Yates Cider Mill earlier. Because um, Ashley's a big fucking kid. Not at all. There are grown-ups that you know go there and big fucking kids. They like to order cider and donuts because that's usually a tradition. That yeah, they do ordering the cider and donuts are actually going to the cider mill and just staying around is different. I mean, but we were, we were, you know, having conversations. You can do that anywhere, not in the fucking cider mill. I mean, but 
who, like, does the atmosphere change with the conversation? Does it really? Does it really? I mean, but you're, you, Are you get talking to about enjoy nature. you get to see, like, goats. Go to the fucking park. <laughs> fucking park. But the park doesn't sell cider and donuts. You can go buy cider and donuts and then go to the fucking park. So, yeah, I brought him back some. And, of course, because he didn't make the cider and donuts himself, he gave it I don't make ass. cider and donuts. I just said it's not the best I've had. I didn't say it had to be Every, mine. Unless I've he had, it. I've had better cider at other places is what I was trying to get. Even when I go to haunted houses... Like the one. Are we, we going to, this year? I don't know. Are you? Are we? You, you usually you usually plan the honey. Yeah, houses. but niggas don't be niggas be flaky, so you niggas gotta get niggas involved. Oh well. <laughs> but no, I don't know. But the one we the one in Ipsilani we used to go to that had really good cider. We're talking about uh, where Witters or. Whatever. It's the one where it's, it's like in the corn um, cornfield. Yeah, uh, night ter- night terrors. Yeah, it's right next to Witter. Yes, it's, it's like in that in the yeah that thing that place. I actually do want to visit night terrors though. I haven't been on haunted house in a couple of years, so I don't know. Um, but with that being said, so as far as I'm good, I'm fine mm-hmm. and all that other good shit. So. Oh, well, no, we'll talk about that later. All right, so we're going to start on a serious note. This conversation is going to get, it's going to get into the weeds a little bit. I'm already positive about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm kind of getting some backstory. So, um, a lot of people have been kind of, you know, people have been paying attention to this trial that had been going on. Um, it was the trial that involved Amber Geiger, who was on trial for the murder of Botham Jean. Um, for those of you who don't know, Botham Jean was a young, um, a black man, a young black man who was sitting in his apartment at home, just chilling, actually sitting on his couch, watching TV, eating ice cream. Mm-hmm. And um, Amber Geiger was an off-duty cop who was coming home. She parked her car on the fourth floor of the parking structure, and um, when she lives on the third, and so she went to, she walked into Botham Jean's apartment thinking it was hers and shot him in the chest and killed him. Mm-hmm. Didn't attempt to save his life. So that was the other thing is that, um, so during the sort of trial has been going on because a lot of people, there was speculation first that, um, first that, oh, it was an accident, blah, blah, blah. And then at first it was like, because, uh, you know, it was going to be, a, it was a very um, polarizing trial to begin with in Dallas in mm-hmm. general. Um, because of the course, Botham Jean is a young black man from St. Lucia. Um, Amber Geiger, of course, is a um, white woman. So there is this. Um, there was a lot of questions about. Okay, first of all, there were questions about whether they had a, re- a previous relationship. That was a speculation at first. Um, and maybe it was on purpose or premeditated. Um, and then there were people defending her, saying, "Oh no, it was a mistake. She went to the wrong apartment." But then you know, people with common sense are like, "Yeah, but how do you not know you're in the wrong apartment?" First of all, exactly. Not unless you're liquored up or something. And she um, was not. She was not. They were. They, she, her toxicology report came back negative, so she didn't have any liquor in her system or anything like that. Um, but they said also too, she was like, she was in the middle of. Sex so she was in the middle of a, a conversation with a partner apparently that she was having an affair with, with. Mm-hmm. Um, who was married. Yep. Um, so apparently the 
they were texting back and forth, some explicit text messages, and they were planning to meet up that night away from the way the conversation was going when she walked in. Um, the other thing is that Botham Jean's apartment had a bright red welcome back, and apparently she didn't notice that. Right. Um, also, which is the biggest issue for most people, is that you're a co- you're a cop. Mm-hmm. You're not t- you're taught not to shoot first. Exactly. You're you're taught to assess the situation. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it was one of those things where it's like, why are you shooting first? And then it also gets to, into the weeds of if it was, it's because it was a black man. Yep. And that if it was a white man, you probably would have, you probably wouldn't have shot first. You would have, hey, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Or, no, you I'm in you, even if you oh. pulled your gun, you'd be like, what are you doing in my apartment? And then if he said, hey, you know, this is my apartment, you're on the wrong floor, maybe, then the con- it would have been a conversation. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been a shoot first, ask questions last situation, which is what basically happened. Um, and so then um, during the trial, the judge stated that, mind you, the judge is black. Mm-hmm. Um, the judge stated that she would allow the defense um, to you to utilize the Castle Doctrine as a def- um, as a as a as a part of the defense, and the Castle Doctrine basically allows you to use the stand your ground rule as if you're in your home. So if somebody comes in your home and they they enter your home, you have the ability to defend your home, right? And, and that's it's considered self defense. Mm-hmm. Well, mind you, this was not her home. It wasn't. But they were going to allow them to use that defense, stating that that's bullshit. Even because she thought it was her home, they can use their defense, which is bullshit. But the question I have, too, is how did she even get into his apartment? I don't know. If, I think his door was unlocked. His door was unlocked. That was the only logic that, because my friend and well, I no, were that was, that was a qu- night. I think they said his door was unlocked. Um, but I also heard, too, that supposedly she tried to kick the door in. I don't know. From, from what I hear, she walked into, she, she walked into his apartment pretty freely. And that it they had issues with, like, their locks at that, which, that complex period, which like. could be the case. I don't. I'm not sure. I didn't. I don't know all of the details. But none of the reports I heard today say anything about her breaking in the door. It was all about she just entered the wrong apartment. Right. So that leads me to believe his door was already unlocked. Yeah. Which I know in certain places people do leave their doors unlocked. Mm-hmm. They may think I live in a safe neighborhood. There's nobody gonna come in here and shoot me. So why do I lock? My, especially in certain apartment right. complexes. Now, because if you're not living in a complex where you have your own private entry. You may not necessarily be as um, as inclined to lock your door in some places. It depends on the city, right? Um, so maybe he felt comfortable enough to do that. I'm not sure. Um, he was a young 25 year old accountant. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't anybody that was like you know. He I, I would imagine based on them both living in this complex, it was a pretty nice neighborhood. I would think. Yes. So whatever the case may be. Um, so you know she 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 pleaded that she you know she didn't know and she was scared and so they played the nine one one call and um you know she's trained to you know give CPR and save lives and but she wasn't fully trying to like she wasn't giving it attention because she was able to call the police and tell them exactly where she were now that they paid the call she was a little frantic at first but she was able to give them the information mm-hmm. but when they asked her um, why you weren't giving CPR um, full um life um life saving tactics to try to save his life once you realize what you did it, they said well she kept saying well I was distracted trying to give I was emotional it's like yeah but you were okay enough to give them a full and um, I also and heard that after the shooting happened she went back outside 
back to text the guy that she was supposed to meet up with that night. I, I, yeah, I think I heard that too. Um, I heard when they played the call, she was talking about, I'm going to lose my job over this. And it was like, bitch, you worry about your job? Somebody's dying on yes. the floor next to you right now. So she was not... The, she was focused on the wrong thing from the beginning. Because mm-hmm. if you're frantic, your job is not to think you're losing. You're thinking about this man is dying. Yes. And if somebody is dying in front of you and you're the one that shot him, mm-hmm. you should be thinking about more than just your fucking job. Exactly. So. So she knew what she was doing. This right. was like, it, it, like even if she in the moment, even if this, if, even if you, if, even if you believe, okay, even if she went, like you were distracted, you went to, and, and they did bring up, they tried to bring up other people in the apartment complex that admitted that they have gone to the wrong apartment before. That that no, so whatever. if it is happened before, I don't know how the apartments are set up. Um, you know, I remember, I mean, I remember some girl in college wandering to the wrong side of the dorm, but she was drunk, so that's different. Right. That's different. So. Regardless of all that, so it came down to, um, you know, a lot of people were scared she was going to get at least a man, she was going to get a manslaughter charge, but they ended up convicting her of murder, mm-hmm. which of course for a lot of black people was a surprise because they were like, hey, you know, we never win this. We never get a conviction. Yeah, usually they get she's a slap a cop. on the wrist. There's no way they're going to convict she's her white. of murder. She's white. She's a she cop. She has white privilege. It's just, there's no way. Plus, she's a cop. White so on top of that, she has blue privilege. Like, she's a cop. She's not going to get, they're, they're never getting in trouble. Mm-mm. So the question was, what was going to happen? She got convicted. So now the question becomes, okay, what's she going to get sentenced? Mind you, she got convicted of murder. Yep. She didn't get convicted of manslaughter. And manslaughter is a lesser charge. It's a lesser charge. Okay. You got convicted of murder. Mm-hmm. Murder. So. In the first mur- degree, right? Mur- I, don't, I don't remember if it was first or second degree, but it was still murder. Yeah. The point is, you should be getting a long sentence for murder. You should be doing life, if anything. Right. So the judge comes the next day, and the judge, can, um, the judge and the jury decide to convict her to ten years in prison, with the possibility of parole after, after five. five. But I heard prosecutors were trying to push for twenty-eight. Yes, but they were. It was the jury. It was the jury that decided for ten years. Um, I don't know the makeup of the jury. Um, but it was, I, they said it was three men and it was eight women and the majority of them were minorities. So here's the thing. And that's going to get into the... So before I go into... We start getting to the, the, the issues with the, the sentencing. So after she was sentenced... Mm-hmm. Um, Botham Jean's younger brother um, was ge- was giving his victim impact statement. During his victim impact statement, I don't know, was this before or after she was sentenced? It was after the sentencing. So after the sentencing, um, his brother got up on the stage on the stand and he gave his victim impact statement and. His victim impact statement, for lack of a better word, was very forgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, "I forgive you. I don't want. I don't even want you to go to jail." Um, and he even asked the judge, "Can I hug her?" Mm-hmm. And he ran and he hugged her and they embraced. Um, there was a point later in the um, later in the trial and uh, later in the courtroom where the judge hugged her as well, which uh, disturbed me. And then there was a point where you saw the police officer clean, like fixing her hair. Mm-hmm. That was, was black. She was, was black. Like, all you people were like, "All you people are black, mind you." Yep, yep. She's a white lady. Mm-hmm. So, of course, there was a lot of outrage over this. 
Um, but I want to go back first because if you think about, okay, like you said, the makeup of the jury was the majority women and most of them were black or minorities or whatever it yes. may be. And I think this is kind of tied together with what some of the outrage is later on because a lot of people spoke to white tears, especially white women's tears. Crocodile white. As white women have used their tears to get away with shit for years or to... Um, to, or to um, give some get some type of sympathy from people, mm-hmm. um, whether it's white women, and even if you go back in history, the original feminist movements were white women who were upset that they couldn't vote. Um, they were upset that they didn't have certain rights um, that their male counterparts did. Mm-hmm. But the thing about those white women or those white tears, even back then, is that those same white women, even though they were mad that they didn't, they weren't looked a certain way in the, the eyes of their male white counterparts, they contributed to the oppression of black women. Mm-hmm. They could give a fuck about black women and the shit, the ways they were treated. They didn't care that they they didn't do any of those things for black women. It was for white women. White women are very specific in how things benefit them. And the original feminist movements were never about any. Exactly. any it wasn't about women. It, it was, was about white, white women. Mm-hmm. White women felt like, hey, we're white, so we should be treated just like our white men. It's not, hey, we're women and women should be treated equal. It was, we're white women and we should be treated equal to white men. Mm-hmm. It was, so black women were always left out on the sideline when it came to the original feminist movements. Black women, however, have always created their own movements or they say, no, we're going to do our thing and we're going to make it so we're heard because that's just what black women do. But unfortunately, white women have rarely, if ever, considered things that affect black women. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, with black women, black women are some of the most forgiving creatures in the world and in, in, in ever yeah because not only do they they forgive the treatment that they've received by their own men who for a large part of history have treated them like they were not weren't shit to be honest basically um like they were they don't they don't they don't value their women but and unfortunately and I don't know a lot of niggas is gonna get mad at me I don't fucking care black men largely have not valued their own women that's just the reality of it. I agree. They haven't. I agree. They don't. They don't value their own. And and, and, the, and the thing about it is funny to me to this day is that every time something happens with a black, it's like now that black men always look at whatever reason to try to call out black women. They look for any opportunity to do that shit, and it's yeah. like, really. Black women defended black men against uh, everything from racism to being murdered in the streets. Black Lives Matter was started by black Black women. Black women, yep. Black women have championed black men since the beginning of fucking time. They have held black men down since the beginning of time. However, black men do not do the same for their women. Mm -hmm. That is just the reality of it, and I don't care if you got a fucking problem with, with what I just said, fuck off. With that, so... Speaking to that, 
black women have still stood by their black men, even after being mistreated by those same black men. That forgiveness that is in the hearts of black women has also extended in some places to black, to white women. Mm -hmm. Because even though white women didn't fucking care about uh, black women, right? They ain't fucking. They they weren't considering them. Mm-mm. Yeah, you're a woman, but you're black. Something. It's not the same. It's not the same. So that treatment or that 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 viewpoint that white women have had for black women was not reciprocated. Black women still forgave or they always continue to forgive. And unfortunately, I think with that makeup or just minority women in general, I think that makeup of the jury and what you described, if that's true, is what led to them only giving her 10 years because she cried literally through the entire fucking Trial. I'll bring this up because I was showing this to my friend last night. They actually, there was actually an interview that they did with two of the jurors from that trial. One was a black woman and one was a white man. When they interviewed the black girl that was on the jury stand, she said that this case was not like any other case when it came to police brutality and murdering black men. Um, those, she basically said that those other cops that killed the black men, they went on about their lives and didn't give no fuck basically is what she said but with this white woman she basically has not been the same is what she was saying and that's why they were able to come to the conclusion of giving her only 10 years because again prosecutors were pushing to give her 28 years so the jury itself was just basically convinced that this was an accident which I believe was fucking bullshit because they also said that there was evidence that with uh, Amber Geiger that there was they found text messages of her and other uh, cops that she worked with um, basically talking about black people and this whole Martin Luther King thing and basically was saying like oh when are they going to get over it well so my thing is this that necessarily to me doesn't speak to it not being an accident because I do think she didn't mean like she she didn't she may have accidentally went to the wrong apartment my issue is that what you're speaking to Mm -hmm. speaks to the fact that she had race she is racist at heart yes so those that bias and that that those stereotypes that she already has in her head Mm -hmm. is what led to her shooting him yeah because again if it had been a white man it wouldn't have been an initial reaction to just shoot the man she would have been like hey what the fuck are you doing in my apartment exactly she might even pour her gun but she wouldn't have fired because it would it would have it would have been well no if you're a woman and you walk into an apartment you see a man in there eat like you're gonna like if you think it's your apartment you're going to react so if you're a cop you may un- she might not pull it she might unholster it like hey what the fuck are you doing in my apartment mm-hmm. just to show a threat to make sure he doesn't come at her because in that situation you don't know if he doesn't react because he's she said she described Botham Jean and said he jumped out of his seat. Well, I would imagine you walked in my fucking apartment. I don't know what the fuck you're doing here. Right. So if the white man reacted that way too, I can see her unholstering her gun because a guy jumped up and she don't know what his reactions wouldn't be. He could run at me or whatever. So she might unholster her gun just as a, a, a scare tactic to keep him at bay. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she would have fired if she saw a white guy. No, not at all. There would have been a conversation that may have went like, hey, what are you doing in my apartment? And he was like, hey, no, this is 
actually my apartment. You may be on the wrong floor. And he may be asked her where apartment. Don't they have numbers on their apartment? Again, if you, I don't look at my apartment number and walk in. So again, I don't know. Like, I don't know how their apartment is set up. I know there have been certain apartments where everything is the same. Mm-hmm. It's the same design everywhere. So depending on which floor you on, um, and especially if it's a situation where if you, it's based on what floor you park on, there's, a, there's a, a path to each one. So I have no idea how their apartment system is set up. And, it, and that can be, so I, I can't speak to that. But I understand if it's happened to other people, I understand that's a possibility. Whatever the case may be, I don't want to speak. I don't care about yeah, I don't care whether about or not part. she went to the wrong apartment. I, I, my issue is her reaction. Exactly. Once she got into the apartment, which speaks to the shit you're talking about, because at that point, we already know based on your conversations with your fellow cops about black people mm-hmm. that you have certain biases and certain stereotypes and certain hangups when it comes to black people in That's general. So you already view them as a threat. Mm-hmm. So if you see a black man in an apartment you think is yours, you're not you're going to perceive him as a threat and react as if he's a threat and he's coming after you, even if he's not, because you see black man in your head that equals threat. And Whereas but I was gonna say, and also the fact that after you shot him, if this was a quote unquote accident, you're trained to save somebody's life. But again, if you don't view him as but it's also based on your view of black people. Exactly. So but for, at that point you don't value black people the same way you value any other life. And that's really that goes and speaks to an inherent bias that she already had. Exactly. Whether she wants to admit that or not, the reality is she already has some inherent biases when it came to black people. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to prompt you to probably not do as much. It's the same when it came to the Eric Garner's case. That guy didn't have to hold him in that chokehold that long. Nope. At all. Um, and he the, said he shouted, I can't breathe. You can't. Look, um, and it's just a, a, it's an inherent thing that you view black. Even there are some black people that view black people like that. And they 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 want to they don't want it. It's like, no. But for example, um, the Wu-Tang doc, um, show. Mm-hmm. The last one of the, the second to last episode. Oh, the one where they broke, they came into the house looking for her sister, right? No, 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 no. The, this one, it was not this last one, but the one before that. So in the episode, the the kid, the guy Hayes, the guy they went to and got the drugs from. Mm-hmm. So of course he's cool with um, Meth's character, um, the guy that plays Meth, um, Dave East in the, in the show. Right. So there's a scene where. They're all in this park, this little park outside this apartment complex. And there's this older black woman that keeps telling them, y'all need to calm down, y'all making too much fucking noise. Mm-hmm. So at one point where she's trying to play, she's trying to watch TV and they're making so much noise. And so the black kids harass her, they throw a rock at her door, they, her window, blah, blah, blah. She said, whatever. She said, I'm going to call the police. Right. So she calls the cops. The cops come in and they they they, they basically tell everybody to put their hands up and down the head, whatever. So Hayes, who was in the military who fought in Vietnam or no in the Iraq war, he came out, he said, Hey, you know, just do what they say, whatever the case may be. The one the black cop who was with them kicks over the radio, said, Cut that shit off. Mm-hmm. And so Hayes is like, though, you ain't gotta do that. Like this they're they're listening to you, you ain't gotta do that. It's like who look at you acting like a, you know, you fucking uncle. Time ass cop. The only soldier I see here is me or some shit because he, he was in the Vietnam, he was in the Iraq War. 
And so there ends up being a situation where Hayes is still trying to calm the dudes down. He turns around, mm-hmm. dude tases him and puts him in the headlock like the Aaron Garner. Because I think they did that on purpose to give the, the symbolism of mm-hmm. what happened to Aaron Garner. Because right. it's the same situation. He's choking him out because he's trying to show he's superior to him and not listening to nobody while Hayes is going out. And everybody's like, nigga, he can't breathe. He can't breathe. Mm-hmm. And he ends up killing him. Yeah. Same situation. But it's like there's no reason you never had to hold him that once you subdue a person, that's it. You let them go. Mm-hmm. If you're holding that, you if anybody who's ever trained to do a fucking choke hold knows that you, if you hold that shit for too long, you're going to kill somebody. Right. You're taught that shit. You are taught restraint. You are taught the the length you need. You can go without truly hurting or killing someone. Mm-hmm. So you know how long you need to put somebody in a coat chokehold to really subdue them, or how long you need to put them in a chokehold to actually kill them. Mm-hmm. So anybody that doesn't know that is a fucking fool. Exactly. So it's the same situation. You you were taught to save lives, but because you have an inherent bias against black men, you weren't as quick to do it. Mm-hmm. You so, actually went back out to start texting like, the guy that you were gonna fuck. I just <laughs> like it's, it, all this stuff is based on her inherent biases against black people. It's just that's how this all shit started because she has an inherent bias and that bias reared his ugly head in this situation. Mm-hmm. So, and the only reason why she cried those tears on the stand was because her white privilege did not save her from basically getting a slap on the wrist. Because uh, my friend and I, when we were talking about this last night, he was saying had she not been a cop, she probably would have got away with it. She probably wouldn't have even went to trial. But he feels like they made an example out of her because she's a white woman. And because if you look at all the other, like, uh, well, no, because all the other cops got off. Yeah, but she's the first they, were one male. they were male. We don't cops. matter. She's still a cop. There, there have been no. She's a cop. Is she the only reason she got that that sentence was based on two things: her being white and her being a cop. Mm-hmm. If she was any other, if she was a regular citizen, she would have got more time. I don't. Yeah, I, agree. I do because that. Based on the track record, cops usually don't get time at all. They don't. But she was a white woman in this case. And I feel like even though white women still have more superiority over minorities, they still... They no, I think that helped her get a lesser sentence. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Those, her being a cop and her being a white woman is what made her sentence less. Both of those things played a role in that. Okay. If she hadn't had both of those things, it's kind of like... um. When they, uh, you you see that diagram, they'll say, uh, it was the thing that said, Batman plus Kryptonite is greater than Superman. Or you okay, you take these things away from Superman, he's just this one, he's just a regular guy. Mm-hmm. Take all these things away from Batman, he still is a martial artist that can kill you. Like, it's the same thing. If you take being a, a cop and being, uh, being a cop away from her, she's just a white woman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she may have gotten... She's, she still would have got, I think she would have got more time, but her being those, so. the comp, combined things together definitely helped her. But I think both of those things played a role. Yeah. Her being a cop and the fact that she's a white woman. The white woman probably was bigger in this case, yes, for sure. I know the, her being a white woman played a role, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think it was a bigger role in this case than her being a cop, um, but, especially once she's not a cop no more. She, but they fired I, I her. honestly truly believe that those tears were only for the fact that she got away with it, or she wasn't able to get away with it like that. she thought. Well, yeah, she actually going to jail. Yeah. They were going to try everything they could. Now, that's what you're supposed to is if you're their defensive team. But the reality is this is not a, this was such a cut and dry case as 
far as the situation. Mm-hmm. Really wasn't much you could say just that, hey, well, no, this, that. Because she wasn't, she wasn't, in, um, she wasn't inebriated. Nope. There was no type of anything in her toxicology. So she can't say she was, she had no history of like mental health and issues. Again, they also so, found evidence of text messages. Like they about, can't, like, so she was, she was, she was, she was aware enough to have a whole conversation while she was all happening. Yep. So on that level, at that point, it's really not much they could do. So the only thing they could do is say, look, we ain't going to be able to get you out of going to jail. But if we play to the sympathy of these people, mm-hmm. we can at least get you a lesser sentence. And I am positive that is what her defense team told her. Yep. If we, if we can get you to be as remorseful as possible, mm-hmm. you can't... Um, there's a show, uh, um, Bull. You ever seen Bull? What is it on? It's on CBS. Okay, have no. You, have you ever seen NCIS? Yes. All right, so Tony Dinozo, who was one of the cops on NCIS before, he's, they gave him his own show. Mm-hmm. And on Bull, he plays a trial scientist. Okay. So basically what they do is people hire them and say, hey, we're going to trial. I'm being convicted. I'm being accused of murder. I'm being accused of something, whatever the case may be. What they do is they basically say, okay, we're going to help your defense pick the jury based on these cues and these things. You're going to ask these questions, and this is the kind of jury you need. They're going to tell you, hey, this is what the type of stuff you should wear because these are the things that how people people look at certain things that you wear, and they look at you a certain way. Uh-huh. They may assume certain things about your personality based on what they even don't know about you or they do. Um, they, they all that stuff they look at all these things that they feel like juries and people look at mm-hmm. that can that may have them have inherent biases against that's you. funny my, my friend said that last night when we were discussing it because he he was saying like it, there's a reason why they chose that they selected that jury and they selected more women um, versus men because women are more emotional than men men are right. more logical they're it, looking at right. facts exactly so and that's the thing so that's exactly why because you're taught as a as a as a prosecutor or a lawyer is to choose your jury very specifically. You only have so many strikes when you when they go to jury when they go to um what is it called? Jury duty? No, um jury selection is called um I can't remember what it's called. It's a really it's an old term. Okay. Uh I'll find it. But whatever the case may be. Um but whatever the case may be, the thing is they, you know, they they had her come off a certain way because, and because of that jury, they knew it would come off a certain way. So they said, hey. Is it a jury trial? No, I, I'll look it up. Okay. Oh, jurisdiction. Nope. Is that what it is? Oh. Um, yeah, so you're saying basically the show is like they go to Voidir. Voidir. It's called Voidir. It's called Voidir, which is Latin for to speak the truth. Yes. So yeah, Voidir is what what they do when they go through jury selection. Okay. And they'll ask the jury a bunch of questions and they'll ask her and so they'll ask pointed questions. So on the show they ask very they'll select specific questions. Cause they'll say, Well, this person is this, so we need a jury that's gonna be like this. We need people that think logically, or we think people who are able to look at things and say, Yeah, but I don't follow rules. So they ask certain questions to see how people look at things. They say, based on that, we don't want that juror or whatever the case may be. Uh-huh. So that's how they do it. So these are one of the things they do. And one of the things they also do, they have them dressed a certain way. Um, so one time I think they had a lady who was a very rich person. And people viewed her a certain way. So they said, we have to have people who are not going to be mad at her because of she's successful. 
um, because they they may have a certain inherent bias against her because they. So it's the same thing. They chose mostly women because they knew women would be more empathetic towards her because she's a woman. And those tears would have more of an effect mm-hmm. because she's a woman. Yeah. And that's just what it is. So all that stuff plays into it because you chose the right jury for that trial that was going to benefit her. And then you had a female judge. Yeah, too. And mm-hmm. so when, um, I'm sure her defense at one point said, look, we may not be able to keep you out of jail, but if you if we play this right, we can at least get you a lower sentence. Mm-hmm. We need to play to the sympathy of this jury. So you're going to cry a lot. So if you don't know how to cry on command now, you, you need to go learn. Cry now. <laughs> you need to class. learn <laughs> how to cry on command. Ooh. You need to practice because that is the only way we're going to get you a lighter sentence. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. Yep. A lot of people are going to play. Like I said, at the end of the day, it's not the race issue. Definitely plays a role but again this was a mostly minority um women jury it was and then so we get into she got the sentence mm-hmm. we got the the victim impact statement and his family even his father they're saying they forgive her and all this other stuff so then the conversation becomes around christianity and religion because botham jean was a, a he was a christian he mm-hmm. was a church and things like that um so, a lot of people came out and said, see, this is what happens when, because a lot of, first we have one side of it, we say Christians are like, see, this what you do, you're supposed to give you, you're supposed to forgive, and, and you know, God be the judge, and blah, 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 and all those things, right? And it's mm-hmm. fine. That's what you believe, it's fine. But on the other side, you have some people who are kind of in the middle and say, yeah, I'm Christian, but you ain't about to forgive my killer like that. That's like, me. That's, I'm that's, about to hug, I'm about to hug right my now. killer and blah, 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 blah. That is where I'm at. Um, and then you have people on the other side that say, see, this is that bullshit. This is why I, that Christianity should just let y'all believe anything. This is the white man's religion. And, and, and yeah, you have people that say, see, this is that shit that, you know, Christianity was giving the slaves to, to, to um, some people said, this, if this ain't some slave and master bullshit, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Because black people are always convi- convi- forgiving in the position of forgiving white people, but they won't forgive a gay family member. Woo. They won't. Eh, that's a whole other issue. But it is black people are always in the position of forgiving white people. Um, it is always we're always act- and that's the thing. We white because as they always say, and I've heard, and, and it is very poignant. It is not the job of the oppressed to forgive the oppressor. Mm. Yep. Um, and so a lot of times black people are put in a position where they're always forgiving or allowing the white people to escape guilt or a culpability for whatever they role they may have played in some bullshit. Yeah. And it just happens a lot in our society where we're always in a position of, oh, well, yeah, but and it's like and then as soon as someone like, for example, we give credit to white people like it's one thing we can speak to white people um, still in our culture for years. Uh-huh. Still in it. Yep. Still in a white person dance. Oh shit, get it, Becky. <laughs> Make up your mind. Right. Just like the video we watched. And what and what, <laughs> and what like and what is the context of where where it's okay and where it's not. Now, because you'll be you'll, for example, we talked about we talked about Eminem before. There are some people who still hate Eminem because he's white. 
and they'll say, oh, shit, he's just a new Elvis. But for us that know of Eminem from Detroit, right. he ain't just pick up rap yesterday and say, oh, shit, I'm going to steal that. Right. He, he came up. up in the culture. Right. Like, fucking proof used to bring him around to the fucking um, hip-hop shop. Exactly. And, like, no, he's a student of the game. Like, he loves this shit. And he, he, he came battled up at in the shelter. Shit. Right, so I'm saying. So that's different than somebody like Villanelle Ice and say, oh, shit, that shit's popping. <laughs> that shit's popping. MC Hammer's uh, a thing. Robert Van I want to I want to do that shit. <laughs> so it's just like, you have to... It's very it's very specific on what we what we believe is, you know, appropriation versus something is like, oh no, you really of the culture and you really love this shit. Right. And so it's the same thing where with the religion thing, not my religious person. I, I have my That's religion. why he's the devil. <laughs> I have my religion with God, but I'm not. I don't believe in any religion because I believe religion separates people. That's my that's my that's my feeling about it. I don't begrudge anybody else. If that's your that's what you choose to believe, that's not I, it's not my place to tell you one way or the other. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't get in religious con- conversations because, unfortunately, why I feel like that, people who are religious do not, and they criticize you for not being religious. Whereas I don't really give a damn what you believe in one way or the other. Whatever you choose to believe in is your prerogative. Mm-hmm. It does not affect me. But for whatever reason, some Christians feel like me not believing in religion specifically affects them somehow and they always want to argue me about it i don't know why i don't know why it's a certain it's a certain ego thing for some strange reason and that's fine so whatever the case may be you have all these people who have these differences and opinions on why the fuck is she hugging why is he hugging her why is he forgiving her and you have the christians who say yes you know forgiveness is that that's what the lord says and and then you had the people like you said in the middle like you to say why the fuck are you hooking my killer right she killed me exactly took my fucking life mm-hmm. and most probably because I'm black yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh uh-huh like cause she didn't mistakenly like no. you are a cop you are a trained fucking officer and she was she also had like you were aware enough to be having a test conversation you have certain pre- you have people. certain prejudice already inherent in you with, from about black people uh-huh. that you've expressed in conversations yep so we already know that you you might be a certain way so a lot of your reaction to him being there whether it was your apartment or not but it was because he was black and mm-hmm. you shot first and you asked questions after the fact yep didn't even attempt to save his life nope nope you could have, as an officer, even if you didn't shoot at him, as an officer, you were taught to to defuse situations. Yep. So if this black man jumped up out of his seat, you could have shot off a warning shot off in the air and say, hey, freeze. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because, you know, y'all can do that. Yep. Fuck you. You can do that. You can do that. But no, no, you didn't. You decided to shoot him three times. Yeah. Um, In the fucking chest. I think, too, the the more irritating part is that it's always, every time it's a racial incident where 
a white man kills a black person or black people, we see the same narrative over and over again about them forgiving the white man for taking our own. But when it's black on black crime, oh, throw that nigga in prison. Fuck that nigga and his family. Make sure he gets the death penalty. Whoop-de-woo-woo-woo. And it just, I, it just, it pisses me off because it's just like, why are we picking and choosing uh, who we're going to forgive and who we're not going to forgive? And that goes back to what you were saying earlier about like with the whole uh, cultural appreciation thing, how it was just like, oh, well, every time a white man appropriates something from black culture, it's like people pick and choose like, oh, well, we fuck with uh, this person, but we not going to fuck with that person and yada, yada, yada. Um, but then you had said something earlier that made me think of this quote because there's a piece that I'm actually going to be working on for a showcase coming up in November uh, that I'm writing and directing. And one of the quotes that I'm going to be using. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> Uh, no, but one of the quotes that I'm actually going to be using in this piece that I'm writing is from Malcolm X, and it says, if you're not careful, the newspapers will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing. And I think too many people, they kind of do use what... I think people don't understand how to break down scriptures in the Bible. And again, that goes from the whole separation of religion versus Christianity thing. I'm not, I don't believe in the actual religion. I, I actually believe in God. But again, that's also understanding and coming to know God for yourself. Um, and the reason why it was so conflicting to me is because, yes, I do believe that what he did, the, the little brother did, that was an honor of an act for God, which I do believe, like, you know, he will be honored for that. And if that brings his family peace, then I can't speak on that. But I'm just tired of people feeling like they can't really feel how they want to feel when situations like this come up. And I know if that was me in that situation that happened to any of you, you, Wade, Brass, you know, Gino, or any of you guys, like, I would want that white person to pay. Like, I want the whole book thrown at his ass and his entire family's ass. Like, there is in no way, shape, or form. And I feel like people, they... They they have it goes back to the whole issue with people not allowing people to feel because we have to act a certain way we have to we're we're trained to forgive and just let it go and and I, and I think I think two things can be true you can say on one hand look if that's that's how that family and that boy choose to like mm -hmm. you said everybody deals with tragedy and trauma the the way they choose to feel if that's what felt, allows them to cope with the loss of his brother. And, and a parent's loss of their son, then, you know, more power to them. That's not my place to say they were wrong. Exactly. I can also say, if that were me, ain't no way in fucking hell. Uh -uh. I can still have an opinion. I'm not saying they're wrong. I am just saying if it was me, that shit ain't happening. Exactly. And so I think it's okay to say, okay, if somebody's criticizing them for doing it, that's wrong. Because you can't criticize somebody for mourning or dealing with their... Um, at the end of the day, that's their, that was their family member. Yeah. So they can deal with it and cope with it however they choose to. And if that if forgiving her was what they choose to do, then so be it. That's their choice. Right. That part I have no problem with. But I also can have an opinion saying, no way fucking hell. 
that should be me. Mm-hmm. But that's not just me. All. That's much. That's that's just how I feel about it. Right. That's how I'm gonna give it up. But that's just reality. So I think there's a there. Two things can be true. You can say on one hand, you know what? I respect their decision and their choice to forgive her. Could it be me? Hell, Hell no. no. Not and I think that's the difference. For the people that were criticizing them, why are you? This family just lost a family member. They just exactly. lost a brother and a son. So they don't need your criticism because they choose. That's what they chose to do. Now, if you have a difference in opinion, that's one thing. You can voice your difference in opinion without criticizing this family who was mourning the loss of a family member right now. That's the, that's the last thing you should be doing. And that's where I draw the line. Yeah. Is that you don't don't criticize them because that's what their choice is. Mm-hmm. You can have a difference in opinion. You can say you would handle it different, and that's fine. We all have we all have different ways we would handle it, and that's fine. I have no problem with that. But don't criticize them because you don't agree. I think that also it's just that those people who were criticized in that family, they're just tired of seeing this narrative play over and over again in the media where every time a racist white person takes out one of our own, they're so quick to forgive. But then and, I think that's, and, I, and I understand, it's a, it's a buildup of us dealing with our own trauma as well of seeing the same shit. It's like, oh shit, we finally got one. She going to jail. Oh shit, she only got 10 years. And I ain't forgiving her? I think it was a combination of all that. Yeah. It's like that, one, honestly, my spirit was it's like, wait a minute, because like, oh, everybody was surprised first when she got convicted. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, they got her for murder. Yeah, we finally got one. Yep. And the next day, 10 years? With uh, five fuck? being eligible. With five and for parole, like, she only going to do five or four. Then the brother hugs her. And then the brother fugs her. Then the judge, judge comes hugs down her. to hug her. And then you see, like, it, all these, it just... For black people, I think it's just because black people have trauma. We all have trauma, yes. and that trauma continues to add on, add on. Every time we see one of these situations where it seems like we end up coming on the short end, and our lives are devalued. And yeah, and I think so we, too. It's just we keep seeing our lives devalued, and I was like, well, "What the fuck, dude?" That plus, I think the fact that um, how I feel too that as a whole, black people feel like every time we forgive a racist white person, we're only giving them permission to continue to. Mis- use us and abuse us and treat us as if we don't belong here and the only way we have to put them in their place is if we retaliate and tell them you know chill the fuck back and I guess that's where with the whole Malcolm X thing and with the whole Black Panther Party but institutionally they were only put there to actually you know protect our kind from the cops not necessarily okay kill the white man even though it's been spoke about but initially it was to protect black people against the cops but of course white people saw that as a threat and of course that's when the FBI got involved and all that jazz Um, because we were even talking about the uh, quote uh, that J. Edgar Hoover talked about where he said like the greatest threat to America is Negro unity so I think white people know the power that black people have they know it more than black people do it yep unfortunately black people and it's an, it's an inherent, it's a systemic thing. But unfortunately, for, there are more people who don't know that than they do. And because we are not at a point where we can say, fuck with all the other bullshit we got on on. Let's stand together and say, fuck everybody else. Let's do our own thing. Yep. But into, um, it was the same shit that Michael Michael Goody too. 
until we are all ready to say fuck all this shit we have the power and we actually have to use that power whether it's to walk off our jobs whether it's the NFL to say fuck it we are the players to walk off the court or the field in the NBA or the NFL or wherever sports where we dominate um, where whether it's like until people in a position of power but also the people who are not who are in a disadvantaged position are able to say you know what we're all going to go for one cause and walk off and say fuck this shit we're going to do we're going to exhibit our power for once until that is ready to happen we're never it's never going to change yeah because it's just we're so far into it now that it's going to take something that massive to truly change things unfortunately because mm-hmm. my- we can all try one thing and can do, I can do this one thing you can do this other thing but that one thing is only a drop in the bucket when you drop in the bucket and until we do something that's going to be a massive it's going to cause for a massive overturn of what's been going on in our society for hundreds of years it's not going to happen mm-hmm. and my best friend my one of my best friend's mom she because she grew up in the south so she grew up around a time where uh there was you know segregation but she said when like the segregation was going on everything was fine like they had their own schools black people had their own grocery stores they had their own own. They had their own everything. She said the worst thing that this country did was to integrate. I don't agree with that. What I think, though, um, what I think is what happened is the integ- I don't think the integration was wrong. What I think happened, unfortunately, though, is this. As we because the fact is the white people white people kept us to a, at a, at a, at a, they kept us under a thumb and it was fine uh, when black people were freed and were able to do their own things and build their own communities because they already had a sense of community because they were always together it was already there so it was natural for them to build communities together even though they were still going out and going to schools together and that was and that was that was happening mm-hmm. the issue became when white people saw black people gaining foothold in society because there's one hand for us to say hey y'all can go off and do your own thing now y'all have to work for us Mm -hmm. as far as the slave part it's another thing when you start to see those people actually making headway and there are still certain white people that were threatened by that Mm -hmm. and so that's when you see things like being cracked being introduced into certain neighborhoods and um you know, Black Bottom being um, destroyed here in Detroit and Black Wall Street, all these things that are being taken down and taken away from us. Right. Because um, it's we don't like it. We don't we don't want to see you guys have any sense of honestly, if you really think about it, and it's crazy to say this. But essentially what it's essentially what Frieza was scared of in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> no, like wow, literally really? if you if, I'm, I'm 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 being serious right now. So and I'm a nerd, so I'm I'm a t- liking it to this, but look. Of course. The the point Frieza's a fear was that because the Saiyans worked for him. They were essentially his slaves in that they did whatever. Yeah, I don't know. 
they did whatever he wanted. They basically worked for him. They were his like basically his. They 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 were able to exist as long as he they did what he wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. So they were basically under his thumb. His fear was that at some point they would rise up against him. Right. And and he so his fear of that and the fear that one day the legend of the Super Saiyan, which is a whole nother thing, but mm-hmm. the point is he was a rare fear of he was afraid that a Saiyan one day would rise up and get the people to rise up against him and they, they would be able to overthrow him. That was his fear. Mm-hmm. Which is the reason why he destroyed the entire Saiyan planet. It's clearly the exact same thing. Interesting. White people, when black people started to, when they, after slavery was ended and black people started to build their own communities, mm-hmm. and they started, you started to see successful inventors and successful entrepreneurs coming from the black community. You're saying, oh shit, these fuckers think they're us. No, you still are beneath us. Mm-hmm. They may have ended slavery, but you're still not equal. You were going to remind you that you're equal. So that's when we have white people trying to destroy those communities and destroy that that togetherness and that 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 bond that black people had. And it and it just it's been a continuous thing in history. Every time black people show some semblance of unity, here come white people to destroy it. Exactly. Because they don't want that. They don't want that uh-uh. because they understand our power. They understand what would happen if we were ever to unite. It's the same reason that so many white people are afraid of the fact that they're going to be denied minority in so many years and Hispanic people are going to take over. Yep. They're in fear of that because, unfortunately, Hispanic people don't come from here, most of them, mm-hmm. but they have really strong community ties. Yep. And so if they ever said, fuck y'all, and take, we're going to air this shit out, they could. Right. And they're afraid of that shit. Which is the reason why you have all these immigration things happening now. Mm-hmm. Because they know, they see the writing on the wall. Yep. They understand what's going to happen and they don't want that shit to happen. And that's what they're afraid of. They don't want to be the minority. They don't like that shit. Oh, not at all. So, that's just what it boils down to. It's just, they don't want to see us unite. And until black people are in a position or really true to say, you know what? We want a war for this shit. We really ain't fit. We fed up. It's not going to change, unfortunately. Because we can, like I said, we can make a move here. We can make a move there. We can have a couple billionaires here and there. But all that shit is still going to drop in a bucket. It's going to take a long time for us to get to a point unless we all say one day, fuck it. Mm-hmm. And you got every black people across the fucking country walking off the fucking job, having shit shut the fuck down. Yep. And then see what y'all going to do without us. Until that day happens, it's only going to, we can only make incremental changes here. Mm-hmm. So, but that's just the reality of the world we live in, unfortunately. So, um, but with the religion thing, like I said, I don't, like I don't want what you believe in at the same time. I don't have, like, I don't want you to criticize his family. That's their chose to do. That was their, exactly. that's their belief system. I can't judge them for that. Right. That's what, that's how they deal with. And that's how they cope with their sons and brothers lost. And so be it. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be me, but that's just me speaking on my opinion about what yeah. would happen if it I was mean, me. I mean, I, I am a Christian, but no, I, I definitely would not be going and hugging my killer. Cause if I go to the killer, I'm probably going to try and choke the shit out of her. And then I'll probably catch a case but right. again that's just me so yeah so speaking on religion again oh great not really what are we doing now what was the topic so kanye was sunday service oh 
did you get a chance to um, get the tickets for the Fox? Because I saw your post. I wasn't trying. I just wanted to see what the line was like. Yeah, that was like 2,000 people. In front plus. of me. It wasn't a point. Yeah, and, and the Fox yeah. on your whole damn people. Oh, yeah. Damn. Not that I'm aware of. So, um, it may be 2,000, just that. But Yeah, I was going to say. Whatever the case may be, Kanye West, for most people that, I mean, most people should know by now, but he's been doing selling services since earlier in the year. Um, and started and it really just a thing where he has a choir they travel around the world singing it just and it, and it can be random it's usually on Sunday but now they've been touring around the country doing it and they still it's free so they're not charging anybody for it so he's not the only money he may make is off some of the merch they may sell but for the most part this is really just them going around bringing people in to sing and, and rejoice and whatever and, and that's what they do a lot of people of course because it's Kanye people think it's a gimmick you think he He's trying to, you know, he's trying to make money off of, or he's trying to use, this is another gimmick he's using, but my thing about it is if you want to be cynical about Kanye, I truly understand. You have every reason to believe he's, 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 because Kanye has given us most, a lot of reasons to believe he's just, he's full of shit. I understand mm-hmm. that. I understand that. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably one of the biggest staunch Kanye supporters, but there's still a lot of shit I can't defend. Of course, the Trump shit, yeah. a lot of dumb shit he's done, I can't, I can't defend. Mm-hmm. However, the, um, the Sunday service thing for me, I'm not a religious person. I don't go to church, um, but it's it's a way to bring people together. And people from like when I watched the crowd, they had, the live stream of the one in Detroit, you had all races, nationalities, people from different walks of life, different um, income um, levels, all kinds of different people just all there enjoying and singing praises. In, in song, and that's that's really all it's about at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, if he could bring all the people together, that's just that's just great. I uh, even one there was one somebody recorded um, his um, um, the oldest daughter. Um, North, she was walking around picking up trash and stuff and throwing it away and stuff just because she saw stuff on the ground. Mm-hmm. So while, while they were singing, she was just walking around. Kanye was chasing her around. She was walking around picking up trash and throwing stuff away. Like, she clearly, clearly raising the right. Like, she's a good kid. Like, just because she, she didn't have to do this. It was just something she saw. She was like, oh, no, I picked that up. And she kept doing it. So, um, but no, just in general, people just, I think people at this point just hate. They just want to criticize Kanye because they think everything Kanye um, does is going to alter your motive. Which, if you do, yeah, like I said, he's giving you uh, enough ammunition where I can't defend a lot of stuff he's done. But I think with this thing, first of all, he's talked about religion since his first album. Mm-hmm. That has been an ongoing theme in his music since he came out. Right. So it's not a new thing. It's not a new thing for him at all. It's not something he just woke up yesterday and said, oh, I'm going to start doing... No. He's had religion play a role in his music for since the beginning. So it's not a thing he a gimmick he just started doing yesterday just he wanted to get people attention. He's been doing this shit for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's like switching his ba- his um his methods up or whatever. So on that hand, I'm not gonna say, oh well, see he, he tried to get y'all again. No, he's been doing that for a long time. It's not nothing new. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think people just people are just cynical because it's Kanye. Um, I think it's a great thing that he's doing because I mean, he's like I said, he's not charging anybody to come to the show. It's just a way for people to come together and sing. And they're touring around the country now. We we um they did it in Tochella when we were there for the first time. It was the first time they had went anywhere and did it. Yeah, you tell me about um, it. And it was funny because my sister didn't went. I didn't go and wake up that morning because it was early. It was on Easter Sunday. It was like nine, eight o'clock in the morning. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna go. No, 
I watched it. I, I watched the live stream from the, my fucking couch bed. <laughs> I wasn't getting up there early. Just got back like like night, like just said the night before or some shit. I don't yeah, remember. Coachella don't end till like two, three o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. right? No, is it the last person usually goes off at about midnight, twelve thirty? Okay. Well, Beyonce's concert that one year went past midnight though, didn't I'm it? I'm sure it did, but it's kind of, it's freaking Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah, of course. Um, it just really depends on how long your set is. Right. But yeah, but it's just it's so much traffic and getting on those buses and shit trying to get back. I left early. I don't even want that shit. Yeah. Um, I don't even think I went. No, Saturday was the night I was high. I think it was four twenty. Ah, so yeah, you really weren't going I nowhere. Really wasn't up morning, <laughs> so, um, but no, so yeah, um, they got up and went, and they said it was funny because a lot of people didn't realize what it was because they just saw Kanye West performing uh, Kanye West, and that's all they saw. So a lot of people were confused. They're like, "No, nigga, said Sunday services, nigga, it's not Kanye." Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were confused and shit. But it was it was like it was cool. And like I said. People just need to be stopped mad at me. I, I'll say this. I think the, the the two main issues that people have with this whole Kanye West Sunday services is that, okay, for one, um, they just, I mean, he was just screaming, uh, make America great again, and how he was basically... But those are not two opposing things. The Trump. white people that support Trump love God. They, they, they're religious as hell, so that don't, mm-hmm. mean, that don't mean shit. Yeah, but they, it's just the whole, okay, now they're pissed at all these people who hated Kanye at first, but now all of a sudden he's doing this whole Sunday service. Well, no, you can, thing. you can, not, you, see, here's the thing. This is what I don't understand with people. Duality is a thing. Mm-hmm. I can, I can disagree with Kanye, but still want to go sing about God. Right. Those things are not mutually exclusive. I don't have to agree with your political views to go sing about God. That has nothing to do with it. Because um, that just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. Because most of the Republican white people that support Trump are fucking Evangelical Christians. Yeah, but all of you are not religion. every Christian is going to get into heaven either. I'm but. aware of that, but all those people <laughs> believe that God believes in them in the way that they believe. Uh-huh. That's, that's, another, that's a whole other um, conversation I'm getting to because Christianity just fits whatever think, narrative you want it to fit at that point. But right, but I also think another issue too is some of the people. Um, there, it was a video he did a Sunday service at some church down south where he remixed Genuine so anxious into. So a what? It's not. Song. It's not a. It, he, Okay, he remixed the song into it, it represented the gospel. You can remix any song. People do this all the time. They didn't know that. What the do anything? Um, I think the problem is is that there are people who feel like because of the 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 connotation underneath the song that when they hear it, every time they hear the beat, they think of That's their problem. Nine o'clock. That's their problem. Because if, if you were listening like, to that song, then that was your fault. That, that means that you already know what the song's about. Okay, if I could switch something that was normally a secular song mm-hmm. and change it to something diff- that means something totally different, what's wrong with that? Uh, well, because a lot Kurt of people feel like it's blasphemous. Kurt Franklin did all types of hip-hop fucking religious songs for years. And a lot of people are and a lot of people like, yeah, I don't fucking too. care. Mm-hmm. Who, like, that's the thing I hate about... This is one of the issues I have with religious people is that they feel like there's only one way to praise God. And if you do it in a way that they're not used to, oh, you gotta sing these old ass songs the same way we've always sung them. You can't sing anything different. You can't sing, if it ain't, ah, oh, yeah, this mom, like if it ain't that shit, if it ain't those songs, those songs that had the old fucking organ in them, if it ain't those songs that go a certain way, if it's not an old ass man who can't sing singing, 
Like the crack. There's a video where it was crack. Like, if, if it ain't one of those things, it, it's like they feel like there's the only way, one way to be religious. It's okay. the same. It's this. Literally, it's the storyline of fucking Sister Act two. Mm-hmm. Even Sister Act one. Yeah. Because they criticized her for using songs that were quote unquote secular and turning them into her church songs. But that's exactly what they did. Um, but I, I do believe too. Like where while you are right to an extent, I from a spiritual aspect because it does talk about in the Bible that you do have to test every spirit to see whether or not it is good or bad. Some people do use the Lord as a tactic to will people in. And I'm not saying that that's what Kanye's doing. I understand. And I'm gonna say, I truly understand. That's what people believe is fine. If, if, if it was something he just came up with, like he's not been talking about religious his entire career, mm-hmm. then that would be, I would be fine. With, I, would, I would truly understand. But he's literally been right. talking about God and his music since he came. Jesus and God is literally an underlying theme in his music since he came out as an artist. Yeah. So it's not like it's a new thing. Oh, no, no. So I can get how people are saying, oh, this is a new gimmick for Kanye, but this is something he's been consistently doing. Exactly. And that's why I'm not really that's the reason why too like, much on this because he's it's been like... consistent in that. And that, if, if the one thing Kanye has been consistent about is that his conversation about God and Jesus and all his music. Mm-hmm. Now, if, like I said, so I understand that. If he had just picked it up, when he woke up one day, he's like, you know what? I'm going to start talking about God and Jesus in my music. And he's been 15 years into his career. That's different. That's different. But hey, again, y'all didn't criticize no malice because he's not big enough. The clips are worth. Oh, clips. The clips were a thing. No malice one day said, you know what? I was talking about dope dealing for fucking 15 years. I'm done. Nobody mad at him for doing it. You know what? I don't know why that just made me think of, I think, what was it? Um, the, it was like a few nights ago. I was watching some random interview with Cameron on The Breakfast Club where they talked about his beef with Mace and how... And he had a problem with Mace at the time, right? Because he said that Mace was basically using his... But because DTG. Mace came back and started doing hardcore hip-hop again after he supposedly left and started... Like, that's one thing. Right. Well, like, supposedly, according to Cameron, he said that somebody he had a conversation with said that Mace basically wanted to get into being a deacon because deacons make a whole lot of money off the church. He was looking for a way to flip money and, of course, continue to get paid because his career was kind of, you know, going down the drain with that. And I don't know because yeah. yeah, that's that why I was, I was I like, know. okay. And I don't really care about Mace like that, but... um. Yeah, yeah but so I, I, and if if Kanye is truly getting back to his roots with God and stuff like that, I I do pray that that what is it? That's why I can't really speak on that because if he has had an intimate conversation with God, then great. But if not, then uh, but again, that's why it's I really haven't said much of that. But I do kind of understand where certain people would say like, okay, if this is a Sunday service and stuff like that, and you're using secular songs to flip because it's cases yeah but like sister act like okay that was cool but if so anxious was a very sexualized it don't song matter. and I think that's the issue I've heard, I've heard ch- churches have been doing that the thing is it's not a new thing there have literally been churches doing this shit for years it's just cause it's Kanye doing it I've heard churches make change I'll make love to you into a and fucking and people know but I've seen people, people criticize people that too people criticize it don't matter at the end of the day what is the intent of me doing this because I can sit here and do we can use the exact same songs that have been used for hundreds of years but you know what I decided you know what I'm gonna change I'm gonna change this one song it's been about something that y'all view as negative or inappropriate and I'm gonna make it something about God why can't I do that 
that's what a remix is. Agree, disagree. <laughs> so it is what it is. Um, so I, I've had enough of religion talk. So I'm gonna get to <laughs> on to the next. On, um, on well, to first the I want to um, hold on. Figure I'll do this. And this uh, mini commercial break is being sponsored by Yates Cider Mill, which is located Bitch, all the way don't on do that. Don't, don't bullshit. I'm Wait, what, about what you call me? What you call me? We're uh, not going to do that. No. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Half. <laughs> I would prefer to be called a half breed, but not the B word. Sir. I apologize. It's natural. Thank you. Thank you. It is natural. Uh huh. But, I mean, yeah, we. You have some of those tendencies sometimes, and I want to yell at you, but. Whatever. I just don't. Oh, they were founded since 1863. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, it's the Water powder. Anyways, but yes, they're located near 23 Mile off of Dequinder and at uh, Avon in Rochester, Michigan. In case any of you, um, Ma'am, this is not a local, we're not getting paid for this. Just stop it. <laughs> well, I'm trying to help kill time until you figure out what our next hot topic is because I, I love how I come on here and I'm basically just going right off the bat right along with him following his lead because he never tells me what we're going to discuss until I get here. But it's my podcast. I'm just fucking one. Yeah, of course. But you're lucky I have improvisational skills, which leads into my acting. It doesn't matter because I'm talented enough for both of us. Yeah, but why, so why why don't you act? You, you know? I thought about it once before. But, uh, yeah. Oh, you did do Kyle's. Uh. <laughs> I thought about it once before. Oh. Um, a long time ago, but then I said, nah, I'm good. Well, I mean. Because I didn't, I didn't start this shit off early. Who says that? This isn't wrestling. Yeah, but I just. I don't want to watch you on Bamba Clot, no. What was that? Put my trust in you, and I want to lose. Interesting noise. Hold on. It's a lot of shooting. A lot of people recognize this thing. That's what I wanted. That's the bra I wanted. <laughs> uh, um, no Scarface. No, not Scarface. Uh, what was it? Nigga, that's from Belly. Luke Rankin. I, I, I'll be honest, I only saw Belly once, and that was when I wasn't supposed to, when I was younger, so hey, I couldn't see young. half of that up? shit. All right, well, Louis Rankin passed away this week, so I just wanted to give him a rest uh, of peace. Louis Rankin played, um, I can't remember his fucking name, um, in um, fucking um, Belly. And that was that was one of his major scenes. It was kind of like a playoff of Scarface, but they came with it. It's different because they came trying to kill him. And that was the one thing is I'm the original Jamaican Dundada. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and know, also... He, he passed away this week, so rest in peace to Louis Rankin. But also... 
also rest in peace to the one and only legendary queen, Diane Carroll. Uh, rest in peace, Passed. Diane Carroll, Carroll as well. Um, she was actually the first black uh, woman to get her own primetime television show, Julia, um, back in the late 60s on NBC. Uh, she also um, was a part of the original dynasty that came on in the, what was it, the early 70s or the 80s? Late, late 70s, early 80s. Yes, uh, she was Dominique uh, Debo. Debo. Rest in peace, Diane Carroll. Um, so, so we talked about Takashi Six Nine last time. Mm-hmm. So apparently, dumbass is not going to go. He, he's refusing. <laughs> Um, and I honestly thought it was a joke, but um, saying he wants to restart his rap career, he doesn't think it'll be he'll, he uh, thinks he'll be safe. Um, I think he's a dumb fuck. Mm. Um, and since we're saying rest in peace, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of segue? Um, uh, so he's a dumb fucker. I just wanted to point that. How out. much longer do they have before they reach a verdict with his? Tr- what what's well, I mean, people are people are going to jail, so right, I don't know. But it's, it's not gonna be until like January or some shit before it's really all done. Mm. Okay, so he has until January before he he dies, basically. I mean, I, I don't want to wish that upon him, but also, Bad Boys Three is coming out. And I can't wait! Yay! Been waiting 15 million years. Um, did they do they have a release date yet or yeah. um, I think it was um, January 7th I think it was it or 17th one or the other That's, that was fast they, they, they finished it earlier this year yeah it felt like he was it was quick but I think they were still filming in, in the summertime too they had some stuff that they were filming they the probably were doing reshoots yeah um, um that should be exciting so let me get some fun shit yeah, because this has been a heavy, a heavy episode thus far. All right. So we have the Joe Button podcast to thank for this shit. So a couple weeks ago, Dame, Dame, um, Damian Lillard, who is an NBA player, you probably don't know who he is. No, not at all. Damian Lillard plays for the Portland Trail Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. And um. He's a rapper. He's actually probably the best rapper in the league. He's probably the best NBA rapper I've ever heard, honestly. He's really good. Uh, okay. For an NBA guy, he's, yeah, because he's actually can rap. I think Charlemagne the guy was talking about that on the Breakfast yeah, Club. Dame, they can, had a, Dame can actually rap. Because they, they were, and I don't know if he was trolling, but he was saying he was better than Shaq, which. That's, this is what, this is why we get into this, so. Okay. So what happened was, Dame was on the Joe Budden podcast a couple weeks, a few weeks, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so he was asked a question. You think you rap better than Shaq? And so he said, well, I think I'm a better rapper than Shaq. He said, I don't think when Shaq was rapping, uh, people when Shaq came out, people was thinking, oh, shit, rap, Shaq can rap. They was thinking, oh, that's Shaq rapping. Like, but if we talking about, like, like he right. may be more successful as far as, like, platinum plates like that, but I rap better than Shaq. Shaq apparently heard that and decided. Oh, Lord. Oh, you think you rap better than me? And so Shaq decided to do this. Mind you, this song is really mixed badly. <laughs> Why not? I put that. Sh- so, and you forget this commercial, by the way. Everything. I fucking hate commercials, by the way. That's why you should pay for it. Free access. We're not paying for shit on YouTube. Fuck that. 
you think you got better music than Shaq? I think I rap better than Shaq. People wasn't looking at it like it's a real rapper. It was like that Shaq rap. So he took a beat from a song that we already know. That's the game rap. The daddy has to come out of retirement and spank one of these undisciplined children. Now it's time to be disciplined. It's time to put up that belt. And we will a little ass. Here we go. For the record, Dame Dame's rap name is Dame Dollar. Okay. That's why line. So that was a, a taste of what Shaq came with. So Shaq decided to start some beef. <laughs> and that's what he came with. How old are you, Shaq? I mean. It don't matter if you, you know. So now Dame. Now Dame is not the first this is not the first time Dame got into a beef with somebody. Because uh I think he said before he thought he was the best rapper in the league, and there's another cat um in Sacramento who uh, Marvin Bagley, he was another cat in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And he can rap too. So he came at Dame and then Dame oh, they wow. went back and forth over the summer. So this is not the first time this year this has happened where Dame had to go at somebody. Mm-hmm. Um I think Dame still won that one too. But and so Dame decided, oh, okay. This is uh this is what you're gonna do, huh? This is what you're gonna do. So he, right. he responded? Oh, he did. Oh, great. Let's hear what, what the verdict has to offer. Actually, let me go to Let me go to another place to get this song. The fun fact, have you ever heard um it wasn't Tim Duncan, but who he was from France and he played on the Spurs. Tell about Tony Parker? Yes. Gino had a rap song with Tony Parker featuring Fabulous, but all of Tony Parker's verses were in French. So you could understand what he was saying. It was the most awkward, but uh, it was a, it was a very interesting song. Um yeah, discovering certain NBA superstars being rappers, it, it, it was quite interesting. But honestly, somebody who I could take serious as a rapper, Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson had one song. 40 Bars. It was terrible. You didn't like 40 Bars? That shit was terrible. I, I enjoyed that it. That shit was terrible. And you, oh, wow. That shit was trash, no, trash, No, it was trash. not. Yes, it was. I, I, Allen Iverson goes into the same category as fucking Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant with Bryant. <laughs> Now, that was probably the worst one out of all of them. Well, okay. Dollar. He say he the GOAT, I come for his body. Plan him because he bought the copies. 
Should've just passed me the torch. I got no remorse. I beat him like Rocky. I filled a tank up with diesel. You jealous of me and I see you. Cause on this day, originals just can't fuck with this sequel. I'm new school, got new hits. Space Jam, not blue chips. Hangman, your shoe shit. Dame six, I'm too lit. Big name, got big brand, but you corny. Get bags, get purchased. Every time you get horny, then they repo. Love you when you was in beast mode. Look, he said, get bags, get purchased. Every time you get hey, horny. Hey, I was actually grooving to this. <laughs> like, I was the cheat code. Know that you shoot for the cheap hoes. Shoot any work like your free throws. Know you see my pockets deep, so you flexing ain't really your thing, bro. We both could be working at Kinko's. And Kobe, when you them rings don't owe. Nursery rhymes spitting. <laughs> Small car sitting, oh. Icy hot poster boy. TNT snitching you. Big man hating. <laughs> Mad at my existence. Had a song with bad boy. No Jordan to the piston. Still getting to the chicken. This ain't nothing new to me. I always been a chosen one. Nothing you could do with me. This what rich look like before the dough and jewelry. I'm from where Tom Hanks from, but no time foolery. Do it for the fam. Ain't no magic, no Kazam. Ain't no flexing for the gram. I'm for real. I promise you don't really want to meddle with me still. All your personalities, real characters could get revealed. We could have did a track together. So that was Dane's first response. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Shaq came back. But Dane dropped the second one. Oh, God. Really? Yeah. The cover is hilarious, by the way. Wild Honey Mustard Because it says, I rest my case. And there's a picture of a case, of a phone case that says, I rest my case, laying on the pillow with a cover on it saying, Wow. <laughs> so hilarious. Wow. But, so this is Dane's second response. You hear that? Now that's a baseline. I hate ass. I was gonna say, what kind of response was that? Uh, now you feel. I get it. More is good. I'm pretty sure this will be edited out. <laughs> it won't, because I can't. <laughs> oh, the choice. But whatever. Um, we'll wait till that shit finish. It's cool though. It's cool. Yeah, I just saw This is second, a live so. podcast. Who fucking cares? Dennis Sharp and Skip Bayless and all these sports people talk about championships and basketball. This, this is rap. Y'all out your jurisdiction. You can't save them. Dollar. Uh, he easy work and he know it, but fans ride you. I know you know when niggas really love you, they a lot too. And it hit different when pressure really apply, fool. Luffy cut the checks and his BM sponsor inside, dude. I could walk away and not lose He said your BM is sponsor inside, dude. <laughs> Classy with my bullshit, I profess a lesson in beef. Paying cats to write is deceased to pay for relief. Use a cloud chaser, even after all the success. Fake love on the camera, he capping all at the desk. Ghost riders on deck, checker bars, no chest. Helen from the land of the muscle cars. No flex, you're not a rapper. you comedy, commentary, and actor. Feed him with a slingshot, you better call the pastor. David and Goliath, your stature's a non-factor. Friends really love you, they scatter and contact you like Shackers, let it be, cause no weapons gonna ever prosper Remember you're a cop with endorsements and you're a doctor I'ma get the Tommy and do the diesel like Proctor And your weight rising, you might get sick at the opera You awkward, I know you got habits to cover bases Head up in the clouds, but it's rumblings in the basement Tell the world, prepare for a harder fall on the pavement 
Then I put you under. Today I'm working the grave shift. Raised real solid, I'm dollar, but not for dollar sign. Only dame you beat was 2000, and that was thought of mine. Music to my ears when a phony or any coward try. Cut out all the lights on this OD, I'm like the power guy. I think your pen kind of sketchy, you should have left me. Sensitive, I almost confused you with Lisa Leslie. How you swing on Chuck and don't be his bestie? Loving my spits full of men, you be looking zesty. What you thought, cause you popular shit was sweet? We fight insecurities far away in the east. I don't wanna hear it, don't bargain with me for peace. Cause we gon' shoot it out till you bow or just never speak. I mean it, I'm not the one, I don't care about what you did. What you done lately, don't tell me about what was then. When you was in your prime, getting faded off fifths of hand. I was rocking J's and my pops was in Sadie Benz. Uh, so basically all that money not gon' impress me. I've been on the thinnest of ice and turned into Gretzky. Even if you cut me a check, you can never check me. This an epic moment in sports, I need an SB. Uh, I know you only competing for some attention. You was hot then, but today you honorable mention. All your closest folks need to come with an intervention. The general commercial's a little overextended. <laughs> stuff. He, he, Dave killed he, this nigga twice. I mean, he so, I was bopping the both of them. I just need Shaq to chill. Yeah, Shaq, Shaq that needs was, to chill. I, um, he, this is not a, it's not a fair fight. What bro. song was that That beat that he he did that? Um, who, Shaq's? Yeah. Um, what's the difference? Okay. Off of um, 2000, uh, Chronic 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was terrible. Beyond ter- terrible, as Charles Barkley would say. Yeah, Shaq, please sit down. Sat down. This uh, so, so does Dame Dollar have a whole album out? Does yeah, dropped out earlier this year. Okay. Dropped out earlier this year. Uh, can you find it on iTunes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think it's the second one. Yeah. Interesting. He's worked with other people. He worked with Wayne. He did a song with a bunch of people. Uh huh. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to check him out more. But no, Dame is uh, but no, Dame is dope. Um, but whatever the case may be. So yeah, Shaq needs to chill. Yeah, yeah, Shaq lost. I think that's over. I think basically, I think we've done enough on your grave at this point. Indubitably, he's just as bad as Kobe Bryant. Yeah. So, so, how good are you at remembering birthdays? I'm pretty like like birthdays, anniversaries. How good are you with that shit? Um, yeah, for the most part, I I remember a lot of birthdays, anniversaries, and stuff like that. Okay, so. When you say you remember, is it for, like, does it have to be somebody that's been around you for a long time, or is it anybody? Um, any, anything or anybody that's important to me, or something that was just significant that just stuck with me. So, me and my sister both forgot my stepmom's birthday. To be fair, neither one of us knew what birthday when her birthday was. Okay. I'm usually, I, I usually, I mean, we celebrated her birthday with her before, mm-hmm. but I never, I don't never, I never knew the date. Nobody ever told me. So okay. I've never known when her birthday was. All I know is that at midnight on that day, I got a text message from my dad saying, hey, none of y'all called her, told her happy birthday. I'm like, oh shit. And I'm telling my text my sister, I said, hey, was her birthday yesterday? She's like, yeah, I forgot, I, forgot. I didn't know the date. I said, me neither. She's like, we both felt bad and we made it up to her, but it was just like, I started thinking, like shit. Damn, I, I just don't I don't know birthday. Like I said, I told my dad, I said, I know yours, I know my brother, my sisters, I know my cousin and my mom's. Those are the birthdays I know off top without any reminders or like Facebook or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, it's very few birthdays I just know offhand. Uh-huh. Um, I know my best friend's birthday. 
Um, I'm thinking of my cousin's birthday. Who, Ro? No, he was the one I mentioned first. I know his birthday, but it's another cousin. Okay. His sister, actually. I remember her birthday, I think. I don't remember. I just know it's in July. I can't remember. This is the 22nd. You know Jones' birthday, right? Jones is May 30th, so I can't forget his birthday. It's the last day. It's like the last, one of the last days of May. So and then, of course, Wade, because y'all have birthdays. I don't know Wade's birthday off the top of my head. Okay. I do not know Wade's birthday off the top of my head. Um, I know my nephew's birthday because it's a week after or week before my ex's daughter's birthday. And so I, I always remember the birthday because they like a week apart. So I just remember because it's a specific okay. reason I remember it. Mm-hmm. Um... I know one of my niece's birthdays because it falls a day or two before my dad's. And I know another one of my nephew's birthday because it falls a day before my sister's. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's a reason I might remember somebody that is not necessarily specific to them, maybe because they are connected to somebody else or it's around a certain date. But for the most part, I just don't. And, I, and it wasn't even really on purpose. I just didn't know it. I've never known her birthday. So, right. Um, I don't know my stepsister's birthday off the top of my head. I just don't. I, Facebook is my reminder. So, um, <laughs> and so it was just, I was just thinking, like, how, like I'm just, uh, I don't usually, like, it's just, I felt like I said, we both felt bad about it because neither one of us just did no date. So, mm-hmm. just never known it. So, um, but I just, I just wanted to see how everybody else handles stuff like that because I just, this is weird. Oh, so while we were, so we, I did, we made her dinner. Well, I made her dinner technically. So, um, while we were over there, we had this large conversation about dating. My, my stepsister finally got, so, let's tell you how funny this is. So, I think I mentioned before, we was trying to get my, my stepsister to break up with her ex, right? Mm-hmm. Her boyfriend, right? So, a few, couple of weeks ago, she posted this picture. It was just a random picture of her in the shop, her shop, whatever. And I post, I commented, I said, hey, she put that puppy down yet? And I was talking about him. <laughs> and so, I think you told me about it. So I, I think. apparently she said, she says, yeah. So that day she gets a text message from him. She's like, hey, that puppy comment, was that for me? Was that about me? <laughs> Whoa. And I guess they, she did break up with him, and he, but he been trying to... Um, like so, she was like, you know, I could just, I could just mail you because he, he gave her a necklace, and she was like, he's like, I need it back. He asked for it back, which is fine. Um, but she said, uh, um, she's not gonna mail it to you. And he, but uh, and I knew what this was. He's like, no, we should just get together, and I could give you, <laughs> you just give it to me. I said, no, mail that nigga that shit. Matter of fact, you could drive by his crib and drive by that shit. No, don't do the drive by. Don't do do something. Because all that nigga's trying to do is stay close to you. That's all that shit is. I know those tricks. Mm-hmm. So I said, do not know that. Meet up that nigga for that nigga. You can mail him. Or just mail him all your shit. Just call him and say, or text him and say, hey, um, I didn't have time to meet up with you, so I mailed all your shit. Your shit is in a package. You'll get it in a few days. And call it a day. Because all that nigga's trying to do is keep connection because he's trying to keep his foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we start teasing her because I guess she's... In, in our, um, there's some maybe some stuff with her and her ex um, getting back together potentially or even like just talking again same dude or a different, no, different guy. guy Okay, the one before her the one we knew before him mm-hmm. cause she's with the ex, other ex for a long time off and on this dude was new he was only around the last year or so okay um and we start talking about just different things people interrogating each other about who they're dating and stuff like that and um you know people deflecting it's like 
fuck y'all talking about? Mm. I said, we talking about them niggas right now. Talking about me. Um, but it was just funny because I was just talking about how you like, how's your, how was your, so my question is, when is the last time you introduced somebody you were dating to your mom? <laughs> my first question. Um, to be honest, um, has it ever? It, it has. Since you've been an adult and not living at home. Um, well, okay, would it count? It, I was at college. Technically, I was living in Saginaw when I was okay, in college, so but I would come that home. Would count. Um, yeah, that was the last time. It was a guy that I was seeing what was my sophomore going into my third year. Um, and it was over the summer and I introduced him to my mom like once and that was that. And that was the last time. Is it because you haven't dated anybody that seriously or because you just don't want being taken everybody to meet your mom? It's both. Okay. Why? Um, Why? I honestly, I I really don't know. I have this thing where, because my mom and I, even though my mom, of course, she she and my dad, they they separated when I was like eight or nine, and even though my mom, she basically she did everything to make sure that you know we still had a roof over our head, food on the table, even when she couldn't afford it. She was a wonderful provider. Um, but outside of that, me and her were not close. And so there were a lot of things that I kept from her because like, she just, she didn't know how to respond to it. And I think a lot of that was out of anger and frustration because she was a single mom. And because, you know, she basically had to do it all by herself, taking care of me and Gino. And so a lot of times, like when she would respond to certain things, like she would instantly get angry. And a lot of times it turn me off so it just I wouldn't even bother and then plus it was like other stuff going on with Gina which of course we're not going to get into that that's a whole nother thing I don't like her brother um anyways <laughs> um and so I just I never had that type of relationship with her where I can go to her and talk to her about guys because seeing like even in the situation that after her and my dad separated she had about four or five boyfriends within a six seven year spectrum and out in rotation and I didn't like honestly I didn't like none of them except one of them only because he gave us money and he was going to take us all to Las Vegas and then my dad fucked that up bitch nigga um, but yeah, and I so I just felt like it was hard for me to to open up to her about that type of stuff because I mean there are certain questions I will ask her about how does she feel about relationships or men and her response will always be like it doesn't matter how good a man is to you he's gonna cheat regardless so I'm like okay well so to say your mother has a bitter experience with men for the most part yes yeah well it makes sense then yeah, I mean, and then that's also even like with her first marriage before my dad, which I can understand that was a domestic um, situation. So, yeah. But where is this going? I just want to know. Okay. Why are you so damaged, Ashley? I'm sorry. Wow. Are we turning this into a Dr. Phil I was a joke. It wasn't being I mean, serious. Where, where is Partly uh, true, though. I'm aware that, of that, actually. Yeah, uh-huh. I've known you for a while. Uh-huh. And I've yeah. known some of your terrible dating decisions. Uh-huh. Of course. Yeah. I pat myself on the back about it, too. <laughs> 
the rest of my mind is that we warned her about all her dating decisions. She didn't listen to us. Uh, We're pretty smart. Uh, yeah, I, I, hard -headed, I, can't, I can't argue. But she's, she's quite hard headed. Uh, maybe I. Ashley has a tendency to get stigmatized. Uh, I won't say that. Yeah, I would. I, I would say that. I, at least but, once that I know of. <laughs> twice. Wait, twice. Sorry, twice. Uh, twice that I know of. Okay. Anyway. Yep. Yep. Okay. So. And it happens. People get addicted to things. Mm -hmm. It just emphasizes on the dick for for um Ashley. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. It just it's just what happens, and mm. it's fine. It's cool. It happens to the best of us. You hear women all the time talk about like dudes and how they avoid certain dudes because they know. Gonna get a like, so it happens. Everybody has an experience, I guess. Mm -hmm. It just happens more often than that way, actually. So, you know what? Okay, <laughs> averages are a little higher, you know, it's cool. Uh, we're um, that's why we're glad that she's single right now because and it's gonna stay. We, don't, ha we don't have any, yeah, because now this time I'm glad she's sticking to it because I hope she's like Shawn Michaels this time and sticks to it because the last time she didn't. Wait, what, what does Shawn Michaels have to do to this? He stuck to his retirement, whereas you, the first time you told us you was done with dudes, you didn't, wasn't until so I led to that whole ordeal. So this time, I am glad you're finally actually sticking to it. You're sticking to the story. I mean, stick to the story. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. proud of you for actually making progress. <laughs> now, with that being said, this is gonna, I'm, we're gonna find Ashley a boyfriend. No, we are not, sir. Yep. We are yep. not. Yep, that's no. what we're gonna do. That's gonna be it. What I'm gonna do is gonna advertise. This no. is gonna, we're gonna find Ashley K a boyfriend. No, we're not. I'm joking, because I don't trust none of you niggas. But, um, <laughs> don't trust none of you niggas, actually. Um, <sighs> yep. Because I'm gonna interrogate her the same way I interrogate my sisters, because ain't no way in hell. Fuck niggas. Get mm -hmm. money. Get money. So, with that being be said, um, but no, I was just talking about, like, because like, I was talking about, like, you, uh, like um, when you introduce your family. So, my family is very, um, petty. They are. Mm -hmm. But they're, my family's the cool family. And what I mean by that is, They'll, they'll give everybody a chance until you give them reason not to, of course. But my family is very, even if you're just a friend of the family, you come over one time. Once you come over once, that's it. You're not a guest no more, nigga. You come over here, you go in there and find yourself a drink or whatever. Like, you treat it like family. My stepmom's going to try to get everybody. Even when we was kids and my mom, like younger, my mom, like, it was always inviting. Like, everybody always be at our house. Even to this day now. There are times when people want to come to the Collier house because that's the fun house. Everybody, oh shit, they're gonna have fun. They're gonna have drinks. We're gonna have fun playing games. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a bunch of ridiculousness. That's just how my family is. We're just the fun people. Since mm -hmm. we're kids, and it's been the same since we've been adults. So when it comes to introducing people, as far as like significant others, people you're dating to my family, it's an interesting thing because they all let you know, either directly or indirectly, whether or not they feel in that person. Mm -hmm. I don't like her. I've had them say it to somebody's face or why they were on so Whew. I've had them say it that's gotta be not harsh. to me but right. specifically oh yeah it's been and when they they were right right most times they've been right mm -hmm. my sister is very protective of me yes as she should be um but I, she doesn't like I'm, I have to tell her I have to be a protective of her the same way and that's where we get arguments mm -hmm. but as long as she listens I don't care mm -hmm. um we both have dated similar types of people, so we have to change our narrative. Um, 
But Yeah You know all your niggas Get married So y'all leave me the fuck alone First you, you get married You get married And then We'll work on the rest of you. Well Waze is actually Probably gonna get married first <laughs> I ain't say shit So I don't know What she laughing about uh, anyways, um, um, I was gonna say divine, maybe, but uh, just, <laughs> uh, that's even funnier. That is even funnier. <laughs> and he already How knows many if, he ever, ever, if he ever, if he ever, how many the, times? It was like once, like twice, three, three? yeah, three. It was three, engaged three times. God, yeah. He know it. Uh, it's all love. Shout out to our brother Divine. If he's where like Devon. Grand Rapids or Devon. Vegas. Devon, the multiple time engagement champion. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, uh, did he get these rings back? Like shit. Why are you saying? Yeah, how much money have you spent on rings, dog? Right, Fuck. unless he he recycles the same one. Shit, that, so. that's kind of trifling though. If oh, you look, man. recycle rings. If it's that many times, you get two. I'm trying to be like Ric Flair, except not make a leap. Wow! You like see, you don't be like Ric Flair if you don't, you don't owe no money if you actually marry him. See, that's what you do. That's what you do. Um, but yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, maybe one day, um, actually, he'll find a decent relationship. She's um. Pessimism is annoying. Uh, I want her to be happy, even if she annoys the fuck out of me. I'll be happy by myself. I'm, I'm, yeah. We're no, that together. That shit only works so long. Don't say. I mean, cause Ashley, I know you. Honest. One day, you know me, but you're gonna be yeah, like, but people change. People grow Ashley's and gonna change. be like, one day, people she's gonna be like, you know what? And change. I need some dick, and then the wheels are gonna turn. A dude's gonna show her a little attention and a, and a lot of dick. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and she's gonna, and it's gonna be that. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking with her. Of but course. I'm not. He, as always. <laughs> so, no. Um, but no, good luck to Ashley on you know, her endeavors into dictum or whatever that is. Uh, but that's not happening right now, sir. I'm just letting you know that. I have a career to focus on. I have a dream that I'm trying Bar, to. Are your friends that are in your are in, in your same career getting dick? I, I, I'm pretty sure they are, but Bar. most of them are are single just like me and going but through the same crisis. Though. I mean, that that's their choice. They're getting dick though. You know, I'm. It don't distract. You just gotta know how to play it. You are the one that allowed it to distract you. No, I don't. It didn't distract okay, me. So what? Well, then you just destroyed your own point. I'm focusing on my career. Well, if it didn't distract you, what difference will it make? But no, because then with I'm the just oh my with god. Uh, this is why I want to choke him to death. Hilarious, hilarious. I want to choke hilarious. him. I heard, I heard she likes to be choked, so just y'all know. So, no. Be trying oh to get with Ashley. She, already gave, she always gave y'all her social media, so if y'all want to slide in her DMs, go right in. Who is that? No, because then, then you're going to have all the pedophiles in my, even though I, I can wing them you, out. So you're saying my audience is pedophiles? I, mean, I don't know. You, you might have one out the there fuck? that listens. Nigga, I hate pedophiles. He, I could like be the day, he probably is the biggest R. Kelly supporter out there. I know a few of them people. I just, uh, actually, uh, I, I them there was a guy that tried to talk to me, but when I found out he still listened to R. Kelly, I completely blocked him. My sister has uh, has blocked people like that. Yeah. Oh shit! My Yankees won. Woohoo! 
Uh, okay. The Yankees win. Nobody cares. Nigga, I do. This is my fucking podcast, so fuck all you. Um, but oh yeah, because the World Series is coming up. Because yeah, it's almost that time, and yeah. Yep. But with that being said, I don't got shit else to talk about. Um, this has almost been two hours. Almost. And honestly, I don't really like Ashley enough to tolerate her for this long. <laughs> How do you think I I'm feel? I'm quite upset about this. I feel like I, I've been kidnapped and held against my will for even longer. You know, I'm going to throw her out like Uncle Phil in a minute. So, Mm-mm. with that being said, your arms aren't too far to stretch. I said throw you out. Yeah, but you have to grab me in order to That's toss not that hard. out. Um, Again, your arms aren't long enough. Ashley doesn't understand. Mm-mm. But whatever the case may be, she's so far on her phone. I could have been grabbing her. She wouldn't even move. Here's so the matter. thing, though. I mean, because I'm, even though we talked about it already earlier, because I showed you. So Joshua Brown, apparently, who was the next door neighbor to uh, Botham Jean, was killed last night after being shot several times by an unknown uh, person. Local media reported that the shooting had not been confirmed had not confirmed Brown's identity because Brown worked closely with prosecutors just a week ago to ensure Amber Geiger was properly convicted in the murder trial. The DA's office is fairly direct... um has fairly direct contact with Brown and his family, and the ADA has confirmed that it was, in fact, Brown who was killed, although they have yet to identify a suspect or motive of the shooting. So, apparently, this was the guy who actually wanted Amber Geiger to get more. He wanted the 29-year sentence. Because, again, Well, he, he can't want... He's a witness, so he's Right, just, but he was working he, he with the prosecutors. Well, yeah, of course. Which was, the prosecutors, again, was working to get her well, yeah, 29 but, years. Yeah, yeah. And what yeah. does it get killed all every day be? Unfortunately. <laughs> they wow. do. They, yeah. Hank Takashi, he gonna be one of them. Yeah, because he, he doesn't want to go to witness protection. Business, dumb fuck. <laughs> um, but whatever. Um, I get it. You know, rest in peace to him for sure. Um, uh, Takashi? No, the guy oh. that you just talked about. Yeah, Joshua, Joshua Brown. Brown. Yeah, that's messed And I don't up. know what's gonna happen there, you know. Um, but, uh, but, uh, yeah. So that being said, I'm going to end the podcast right now because we are at almost two hours and mm-hmm. I have to like disinfect from talking to Ashley this long. Ugh, um, so whatever the case may be, um, with that being said, for Ashley K-A-Y at Ashley K-A-Y. What? No, you're doing it wrong. Okay. Do again. your dumb promo shit that I don't care about. Follow me on Instagram at that's Ashley K-A-Y. That annoying motherfucker. Ashley K-A-Y. Fuck you. I'm between my toes. And then you can also find me on Facebook at Ashley K. Evans, which, of course, K is spelled K-A-Y. Um, and also, happy fall in the first weekend of October, too. So, again, enjoy the weather. It's beautiful. Um, it's not hot as hell like it was last year. So... I actually missed that. Um, I hate cold water. Um, whatever the case may be. I just don't like this winter. Is, uh, you can follow the podcast, the Down with the King podcast on, mm-hmm. on Instagram, um, Down with the King podcast on Facebook, DWTK pod on Twitter. Um, you can find the podcast, of course, on I Am Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, 
um, and Podbean and Google Play. Um, um, you can follow me at the Real Will K S T H A on Twitter and um, Instagram. And uh, yeah, so that being said, for Ashley K.A.Y., the bane of my existence, uh, I am located King signing off on this bitch until then. See you, bitches. Fuck that bitch.